Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, the Magic did fall last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was the risk about doing something like last night after the game. But again, um, it looked like most of the crowd of better than 19,000 uh, stuck around for uh, the ceremony uh, last night. Uh, the Magic will come back and play the Knicks uh, tonight. So let's uh, talk uh, with Keith. Keith, good morning. How are you? Hello, Keith. Did we lose Keith? Nope, Keith's there. Hey, Keith, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, all right, let's start. Last night... Um, <laughs> First, the game, Magic and the Thunder uh, Showcase. Magic hadn't appeared on TNT in a long time, and I think they saw just how fast Oklahoma City has built themselves into this contending team. Quick thought on the game last night, and then if you want to share thoughts on the Shaka ceremony, uh, please do. Yeah, I think with the game itself, I think you got a glimpse of what the Magic Hope their rebuild can be. You you, you want to be uh, Oklahoma City, where they've turned it around. They are a smaller market team. They're really playing well. They've got some guys in place. They've got some flexibility moving forward. They've got a lot of good things going for them. And I think you also saw they're just ahead of where Orlando is right now. They know they have their star guy in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They've got some other guys that are uh, very complimentary of him and probably are going to grow into uh, all-star type roles themselves. And for Orlando, you're, 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 your buddy, you're behind that. But that's not a bad thing. It's just where you're at. As far as the Shaq ceremony uh, goes, I, you know, I think it was great. I, I didn't have a problem with them retiring his jersey. I know a lot of people didn't think it was a great idea. Um, they didn't think it was necessarily something that was warranted. But I think you know, it's a nod to uh, the guy who kind of put the magic on the map in a lot of ways, and I have no problem with it at all. One more point about Oklahoma City. I mean, SGA's become a legitimate MVP candidate. Chet Holmgren, uh, how much, uh, Keith, do you think he's benefiting by not just SGA's play, but Jalen Williams, who had another great game last night and is averaging, I think, over 19 a game, where the pressure isn't on Chet Holmgren to you know, uh, be a victor win by Yam, and it's an unfair comparison there, but he's been allowed to kind of ease into things here. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't even have to be Paulo Bancaro, which is have the ball a lot, make a bunch of plays and uh, for yourself and for others. He just needs to play his role, which he does very well. So, yeah, absolutely. A lot of pressure is off him. He's not your typical super high draft pick that came in with, all right, you're everything for the franchise and you have to really hit and be, be everything or we're in trouble. He was able to come in and say, hey, just be be you. Be the complimentary piece that you are. Play your role uh, perfectly, and that, that's what he does, and that's huge for the Thunder and for Chet Holmgren. Alright, look, I know they'd won two in a row, but the Bucks got rolled by Miami last night at home, 123-97. And Keith, are they not dealing with some of the same issues that they had before they fired their last coach? Yeah, nothing's really changed there. It's, it's <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. I don't even know if I would say that. It's more like uh, one and a half step forward and then, then a full step back. It's just been 
really messy in Milwaukee, and their their defensive issues are the same. They they have cleaned things up as far as schematically. Uh, they're no longer asking Brooke Lopez to come out and play at the level of the ball. They're 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 gone back to some of the things that have worked, but. Damian Lillard's not a good defender. Blake Beasley, not really a good defender. They're still dealing with some injuries to some of the guys that are a little bit older and are probably going to be things that are going to be problems all year long. So I don't know that the magical fix of fire the coach that everybody thought might fix everything has worked for them. They're still still you know, a good team, but as far as being a title contender, they're probably a tier or two below a handful of other teams. Speaking of Shaq, and it is now 16-plus years since, the last time the NBA um, overturned uh, uh, a protest of an outcome of a game was Shaq when he played for the Heat. Then, of course, he was dealt before they replayed the end of that game back in 2007. Okay, Knicks and Rockets. I'm going to put my Nick passion aside for a second to just ask you. Ed Malloy does recognize it was the wrong call. The Knicks have filed a protest. Um, I think you're in the group that believes that the NBA is not going to go back and ask him to replay uh, this. But what would you make of what happened in the game? The NBA recognizing that the call was wrong. And is there any chance that the NBA will say, hey, let's go back and redo this? Yeah, so kind of taking them in order. Hey, awful, right? Just awful that it... Yeah. I, I, I stopped just short of saying cost the Knicks the game, but it cost them a chance to win the game. They, they I think now there's almost been a, a, a rewritten history of the Knicks were up or, or the game was over and the Knicks were going to win. It was it was probably headed to overtime. Otherwise, and who knows what would happen in overtime. So, But you cost the Knicks a chance to win on an absolutely terrible call. Yeah, I'll say I appreciate that. Immediately in the aftermath, Ed Malloy owned that it was a bad call. They owned um, it in the last two-minute report and all that, but that's all as good as nothing because it doesn't change anything. As far as the protest goes, I find it hard to believe that the NBA is going to, on a judgment call, say, all right, you know, we're good. this one we're going to go for because what that's going to do, that's going to open the floodgates for all sorts of stuff where teams are going to say, whoa, wait a minute, like, we're, you know, hey, we were aggrieved on this call. We want to protest, and that's, that's just not a Pandora's box the NBA wants to open. Beyond that, the replaying of the game gets very difficult. You're going to ask the Nixon Rockets to give up what is an off day on their schedule, uh, probably a travel day, most likely, to meet in another game that will last five minutes long maybe, and you have to warm up fully because you can't go out there. You know, it's like you're going to pull up three sneakers on and play five minutes. Guys are going to go through it like it's a regular game, and that's just a logistical nightmare. So I really don't think much is going to come of this beyond the league saying, hey, it's awful, it's terrible, we feel really bad, but it happens, and, you know, so be it. Okay, but let me just, uh, one follow-up, and the fact is that the two teams do not play. If they had a scheduled game, do you think it might be different? I think that would make it a little bit easier from the logistical side, because even if, let's say, this game was in Houston, but even, let's say, the game was in, in New York, you might be able to get the two to agree to say, hey, before we start your game, it's almost like one of those uh, baseball doubleheaders where it's like, hey, we're going to resume yesterday's game from the seventh inning before we play uh, the rest of tonight's game. Like, like we, You could maybe see something like that happen, but I, I think the bigger thing is just the Pandora's box of a judgment call being enough to protest to get a game replayed. I just don't know the NBA wants to go down that, that path. 
Uh, earlier today, Adrian Wojnarowski drops a story that the Golden State Warriors called the Lakers uh, regarding the availability of LeBron James. They went back and forth, and James said, no, I'm not interested. Uh, everybody from Draymond Green and front office people, and uh, LeBron said no. Keith, you know better than me. Somebody wanted that story out there. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly it. You always, anytime one of these things comes out, it's like, all right, who does this benefit? And I think what this benefits is a lot of people uh, from LeBron to the Lakers, everybody kind of, hey, let's let it be known. This may not be a long-term marriage here in Los Angeles for LeBron James. It could be a situation where he may be more available than, than people think. And I, I get I get from LeBron's point of view, he might have looked and said, hey, we're actually ahead of the Warriors right now in the standings. They're going to have to give up some pretty good guys to get me in a trade, and, and it may not be any better for me the rest of this year. But what this may be laying the groundwork for is, Hey, next summer, whether it's he declines his player option or he picks it up, but it's part of uh, helping to facilitate a trade, it may be setting the stage for we're in another summer where LeBron James kind of controls all things free agency once again because that that seemingly is the only real reason you would put put this out there. Unless it's the Warriors trying to just one last of, hey, we tried everything we could to really you know add around the core guys of Steph and Draymond and who knows if Clay Thompson would have been in the trade or not, but we really tried. But I think their fans already knew where that was at. So my guess is this is more laying the groundwork for, hey, don't be surprised if LeBron James is on the move uh, come July. All right, are these two uh, uh, transactions, which one is uh, more likely to impact the team in a positive way or both or neither? And that's Kyle Lowry joining the Sixers and Spencer did when he was the Lakers. Yeah, I think it's probably Spencer Dinwiddie to the Lakers. They needed another ball handler on the bench. Uh, units that seems to be the role he's going to play. That that really gives them a pretty solid three-guard rotation with him, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves. So I think that one's made Kyle Lowry. I just feel like at this point, it feels like Kyle Lowry's really at the end of his career. He hadn't looked very good in, in a lot of moments for the Heat. The Sixers, we still don't know what's going to happen with Joel Embiid. So it's a nice story for Kyle Lowry to return home and be a part of finishing out his career in Philadelphia, but I'm just not sure there's going to be a lot of impact there. Let me just uh, end with this. Uh, I guess some have waited for the Timberwolves to maybe come back to the pack. Minnesota goes and beats the Clippers, who you and I were talking last week, might be the best team of the NBA. Um, They now have beaten Milwaukee, and Milwaukee beat the Clippers. Kind of a trap game. They beat Portland last night. They stay in Portland for the uh, second of uh, of the two games out there. But an impressive win for Minnesota after Milwaukee to go to the Clippers. By now, I they're thirty eight and sixteen. I'm not quite sure they're fading hell. No, they're really not. It, it it sounds weird to say this, but getting up for the game against the Clippers, that's like a bare minimum. You better do that. But then to not fade against Portland the, the next night. That's that's impressive stuff because that says to me this team is focused. They're for real. They're trying to finish out uh, this period before the All Star break strong and on top of the West. And I don't think they're going to go away. They play really really good defense. That's going to have them in uh, just about every game. And then you have uh, you know guys like Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. They can really carry you offensively. They made a sneaky good pickup at the trade deadline, getting Monte Morris too. Their offense gets a little sideways 
whenever Mike Conley's out on the floor. Now you plug another solid veteran point guard who's just going to organize everybody. You've got to keep them calm. He's got to get to, get things moving, get them into good stuff. They, they're in a really good spot uh, in the West. I, I still think Denver and the Clippers are better than them, but it only takes you know one uh, misstep or a team to stumble, and all of a sudden we could be talking about the Timberwolves having the best season in franchise history. It's fun to watch them play. Please uh, follow Keith on extra Twitter at Keith Smith NBA for the link to all of his uh, uh, NBA news and always something happening. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, when we come back, a little bit of college football. Collectives? Two-minute warning? Helmet technology? Next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.